Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I always enjoy bringing you the latest. This is The Scoop. It's The Scoop with Darren Dookie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News. And away we go on this Sunday, the 7th of May. The year is 2023. This is Scoop Podcast episode 414. Away we go. Notes, then a few conversations. I'll continue to say that I have no doubt that the Wizards job appeals to Tim Connolly and his family. Let's not forget that his wife, rightfully so, is involved in any big decision. I have not heard... That he's on the cusp of leaving, and the timing remains weird. I'm still surprised this job opened now versus a year from now. I really thought this time next year set up for him to leave for this job. We also don't know if Washington owner Ted Leonsis comes calling. He did in 2019, though. Heck, offered Tim the job is the word. Just didn't offer him good money, good term. Like you think about with the Wolves, five years. $40 million. He has a sliver of ownership equity based on how the team does. Like this deal with the Wolves is a sweetheart deal for Tim Connolly. No guarantees the Wizards would offer anything even close to comparable, but not even convinced Washington comes calling. But I'm telling you, do I think that job appeals to Tim? Yes. To his wife? Yes. I just think the timing remains Really, really awkward. I had an NBA contact who knows a lot of stuff. Say to watch Nets assistant GM Jeff Peterson for this job. Milt Newton, who never really got a fair shake here with the Wolves, now with the Bucks in the mix as well, as is Trajan Langdon. But until Tim definitively comes out and says, hey, I am all in on the Wolves for the 23-24 season, the questions will linger. I appreciate my good buddy Chad Hartman pushing him the other day on the Wolves' flagship radio station. But Tim had every opportunity to say, yes, I'm definitively going to be the Wolves' president of operations for the 23-24 season. I will be here as long as they will have me. He has yet to say that. But I'm telling you, I still see him here this year until I hear otherwise. The Vikings were never in on Chandon Sullivan nor Rocky Asin, two cornerbacks who came off the board. In the last few days, the former Viking Sullivan on his way to the Steelers, Yasin on his way to the Baltimore Ravens. On Sullivan, my understanding is mutual parting. He had the one year here. The Vikings were ready to move on. He was ready to move on. The Vikings were never in on free agent offensive lineman Billy Turner from Moundsview High School. He reunites with his guy Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. The Vikings have not been in Contact with Dalton Risner. So you think about the Vikings offensive line coach. He's got those Denver ties. He knows Risner well. In fact, he was at Dalton's wedding. So you could argue Dalton is the best remaining interior free agent offensive lineman. Maybe at some point the Vikings make a call. They didn't draft an offensive lineman. But so far, the Vikings have not been in at all on Dalton Risner. Dalvin Cook still say he's not here week one. 
hey, schedule release week. Thursday, we'll find out who the Vikings are playing week one in just a few days. On Daniil Hunter, I see him here this year. I can see the Vikings giving him a raise. On Zadarius Smith, I would say fluid. They would like him to be here. He would like more money. He hasn't been in town for workouts. He would welcome his release or a trade. But I still think there's some massaging that can happen there. Ryan Flores would love to have Zadarius Smith. So I would say that that story will still play itself out. Like, I feel pretty confident. Okay, we've seen the last of Dalvin Cook in purple. Not quite there yet on Zadarius Smith. Former Vikings defensive coordinator Ed Donatel hopes to work for a team this year. But so far, nothing is close. I can see inevitably him landing with some team as some sort of consultant. Maybe not a full-time coach, but help you know, behind the scenes. He's got enough contacts in the league. Chase Roulier is feeling good. He plans to play in 2023. Now a free agent. Washington saves $8 million in cap space by releasing their former starting center. Good story. Was a 2017 sixth-round pick. He's from Savage. He went to Burnsville High School. He achieved a really nice second contract. Many guys who get drafted in the sixth round don't make it through their first contract. He made it through the first, signed a second contract. Injuries just derailed the last two years. Last year, specifically knee surgery in October. But I hear Chase is feeling well. He is going to help somebody during the 2023 season. Garrett Mogg from Invergrove Heights, St. Croix Lutheran High School. He is taking part the next two weekends, this weekend, next weekend, Eagles and Miami Dolphins rookie camps. Nash Jensen from Osseo High School got a $100,000 signing bonus from the Carolina Panthers. He started a lot of games at guard for North Dakota State. Former Gophers quarterback Tanner Morgan got $25,000 from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nico Bolden of Woodbury High School was another priority free agent signing of Carolinas. Finished up his collegiate career at Kent State. What a night Wednesday for two Twin Cities baseball players. Starting pitcher Jake Irvin of Bloomington made his major league debut with the Washington Nationals with many family and friends in attendance. His dad was a longtime youth coach in Bloomington. And reliever Zach Muckenhern of Delano made his MLB debut for the Mets that same night. Very, very cool. You think about the run, even going back to last September, Matt Walner, Louis Varland into April, Gus Varland. Then you have Irvin. You have Michael Bush of Invergrove Heights a couple weeks ago with the Dodgers. Like, nice run of Twin Cities baseball players making their MLB debuts. On the Twins, quick change on Tyler Malley, who told us on April 27th that there weren't long-term concerns with this injury. Now he's on the 60-day injured list in a contract year. Just tough. Now, him being moved to the 60-day injured list, maybe not that big of a deal because the Twins told us soon after April 27th that Malley would be shut down for four weeks. So if you're shut down for four weeks, you're not doing anything for four weeks. So then there's a rehab assignment. You start pushing out the days. You know, 30 days easily becomes 45 or 50 or 55, but still very, very tough in a contract year for Malley to now be on the 60-day injured list. I mean, let's just call it what it is. That trade with the Reds from last summer, the Twins thought it would work out. It's just unfortunate he's hurt, but that trade so far has not worked out. Plenty of hope on Caleb Thielbar, 
that he'll be back after the 15 days with his oblique injury. Derek Falvey of the Twins was at CHS Field on Tuesday. It was a day game, so it was convenient to watch the St. Paul Saints. He must have seen enough with Alex Kirilov and Derek Rodriguez that day, which is interesting since both struggled. So if you go back to just Tuesday's game, Kirilov did not play well. Rodriguez did not pitch well, yet both guys are now up with the Twins. New Gophers women's basketball guard Janae Sanders also visited UNC Charlotte. She's a transfer from Appalachian State and a double-digit scorer. So the optics are bad on the Gophers men's program, supposedly backing out of a Vegas November event with San Diego State, Xavier, and Washington. Well, they technically never announced anything. Sure. Were they in consideration? Absolutely. But nothing was ever official. Now, John Rothstein of CBS has been the leader, reporting-wise, on this Continental Tires event in Vegas. So, you know, presumably, I mean, I feel pretty confident saying this, he has some contacts with the event itself in Vegas. So they were led to believe the Gophers were coming this November. But I'm just saying, semantics-wise, like, nothing was ever official. But, hey, like, the Continental Tires event is trying to drum up interest. I get them leaking these teams. Hey, most of these teams they leaked are coming in November, but the Gophers, in the end, are not coming. So the Gophers will host their own event in November with Ball State and USC Upstate. Just doesn't sound good, though. Year three of the Ben Johnson era, you're supposed to ramp up the non-conference portion of your schedule not go backwards. Why not play in that Vegas event? There's more to that story. I'd like to hear the more to that story, but the optics just don't look good. But I do want to point out that the Gophers just never did officially commit to being in that event. The Gophers this weekend hosted Howard transfer guard Elijah Hawkins, 24-7 high school. The first with that, no double-digit score, led them in assists to Howard, went to the big dance last year. So if the Gophers can wrap up a commitment from Elijah Hawkins, that would be a good get. The Gophers football program wrapped up a commitment from Craig McDonald. Played at Minnehaha Academy. Really good friends with Chet Holmgren, with Jalen Suggs, with all those guys. Caden Johnson, who's now a linebacker at Wisconsin. So Craig, it's been an interesting route, but a lot of college athletes can say this. Iowa State into Auburn. He was at Auburn last year, but Auburn ends up firing its coach. So I would hope he could get a waiver, right? He's not eligible immediately. He has to go through the waiver process, but I would hope because his coach was fired at Auburn, now he ends up back home here at Minnesota. I would like to think the NCAA will say, okay, Craig, you left Auburn because your coach was fired. Yeah, you can play immediately. But he already used up that one-time transfer automatic eligibility. So he has to go through the waiver process. He's got multiple years of eligibility remaining. Good kid. In fact, I connected with him last May. I think I put it on a scoop podcast. Otherwise, you could go to Google. I know the full interview is on the KSTP, my main job, my TV job, that website. If you go to Google, Craig McDonald, Auburn, KSTP, something like that, you'll see the interview I did with him last May after he committed to Auburn. If you want to learn some background about him, I mean, we talked about the commitment to Auburn, but we talked about just how his run at Iowa State went, how he views himself as a player. So if you're curious on the new Gopher safety, you can find that interview. I will attempt to track him down in the near future for a new interview on committing to the Gophers and now playing for P.J. Fleck. All right, let's get into conversations. Let's begin with former Viking, 10 years with the Vikings when you include the practice squad, now a member of the Carolina Panthers, one of the all-time great Vikings wide receivers. 
It is Adam Thielen. My hook on Adam was we had to talk a little bit about Ambassador Hot Dogs, which, hey, I love anyway. My kids really love. Minnesota-based company, really good hot dog. Heck, we'll be grilling up on Mother's Day in all likelihood. So we'll probably end up having some Ambassador Hot Dogs. But Adam endorses Ambassador Hot Dogs. So we had a little Ambassador Hot Dogs back and forth, but we also talked plenty of football. So here's my recent interview with Adam Thielen. Adam, always great to see you. Before we get to some football, you've got the Ambassador Hot Dog logo behind you. Can you get Ambassador Hot Dogs in Charlotte? Like, can you go? I don't even know what the grocery store is down there. Food Lion, whatever it is. I don't think there's like a Hy-Vee or a Cub or a Rainbow or a Lunds down there. But can you get Ambassador Hot Dogs in Charlotte or will you have to have them shipped to you? Yeah, I definitely uh, uh, am bummed out, but can can't get Ambassador Hot Dogs in Charlotte. But uh, I will be in Minnesota this summer, so we'll make sure that grilling season starts off right with some Ambassador hot dogs. Uh, my boys love it. Um, and in fact, you know, being born and raised in Minnesota, there's nothing better than you know when the summer hits and grilling season, boating season, and and uh, Ambassador hot dogs kind of embodies that that kind of Minnesota tradition, which is great. I mean, you hit on it. It's the kids. Like I've got a 12 year old and an eight year old. We were just figuring out some Mother's Day plans here for. A week from Sunday, I think we'll end up doing some grilling. Well, guess what? The eight-year-old in particular, like super picky about his food. But guess what? Loves hot dogs. So that's the brilliant of Ambassador Hot Dogs. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, my kids love it the most over the campfire. So, uh, you know, putting it on the, the, the marshmallow sticks or whatever you want to call them and, and roasting over the campfire. So I'm looking forward to doing that. We need some uh, warmer weather back in Minnesota. I'm spending I'm spending the weekends in Minnesota. and It's been pretty cold. So. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully it warms up. What's that navigation like? So like Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday in Charlotte for, I guess, what is it right now? Voluntary workouts, but getting to know your teammates, then come back up here for the weekends. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, yeah, been a, been a little bit different for me being in Minnesota for 10 years and, uh, not having to leave for OTAs, but, um, I'm starting to get, um, you know, a feel for what 99% of guys have to go through of, of traveling away from their families and spending you know, basically I get here Sunday night and I'm here till Thursday afternoon. And then I get home Thursday night in Minnesota and spend that until Sunday night. So um, it's a little bit, a little bit of travel, but, um, but it's, but it's all good. I mean, I suppose like you can be taken out of Minnesota, but the Minnesota can never be taken out of you, whether it's ambassador hot dogs, whether it's ETS, which is now growing throughout the Midwest. Like you're always going to have a strong footprint here in Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you said, you can't take the Minnesota out of me. Um, you know, even being in the in the locker room, I'm talking about Minnesota companies, uh, you know, trying to pr- pump, you know, some of the Minnesota companies that that I love. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to grill up some ambassador hot dogs for some of the guys here, here uh, coming up, you know, I usually have the receivers over and kind of get the guys together outside of the building. So that'll be a good way to good way to kick it off. On the football side of things, it's never been fully told to me, Adam. Can you take me through exactly why you're no longer a Viking? Like, did they offer you a revised contract? You said no, or was it just a matter of they needed the cap space, so they sent you on your way? Like, I've never gotten full clarification. Can you clarify? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's one of those things where there's, there's no bad blood on either side, I think. Um, you know, we communicated through it. Um, the Vikings um, were, were so respectful and and the way that things were handled were the, were the best way they could possibly handle them. And I think on both sides, um, I think I think both sides just kind of agreed that it was it was time to, to move on. You know, it wasn't one 
uh, neither side said no. You know, it was just it was just kind of a it was almost kind of understood. There wasn't there didn't need to be. There was a lot of conversation, but um, it was one of those things where it was just like, hey, we want you to have success. We want you to kind of move on, and and we're kind of going in a different direction. And and you know, I've actually had uh, conversations with with Quasi and and Ko. Um, you know, since being released and just kind of talking about that, you know, there's no, there's no bad blood. I love those guys so much respect for them and, and so much respect for my teammates and that organization and what they're doing. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of a, now kind of a fan from afar and, and just excited about a new journey, uh, for my wife and I, and, and, and this team. I mean, KOC in particular, I mean, it seemed like you and him like hit it off from the get go. So I enjoy hearing that, that even. Now that you're a Panther, you and KOC still have that relationship. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that um, you know, for for the rest of of my life, you know, we'll have we'll have conversations. He'll be a guy that I'll reach out to, talk talk ball with, talk life with. Um, but like you said, yeah, have have a great relationship. Have so much respect for him. Um, you know, I told him basically when after I got released, we you know a few weeks after um we had another conversation and and i i basically told him like hey, hey you're going to have you're going to have a, a fantastic second year you know i could see it you know that first year even though we had a ton of success you know there was there was it was a lot on him you know you could feel it you know just win a super bowl a uh, day later you're you're in minnesota you're signing a, a head coaching deal and then like two weeks later it's the draft and you know it's a little overwhelming um so i just think that he's going to have a phenomenal second year as as head coach and just learn a lot from year one and, and that whole staff. So I'm excited to see that for him. You'll need to have him over for a barbecue, grill him up some of those ambassador hot dogs. Is it crazy, Adam, just how much can change over the course of just a handful of months? Like I'm thinking like if you and I had a conversation, you know, like maybe after that Green Bay game, right after the first of the year, right? End of the regular season. If I had told you, Adam, hey, you'll no longer be a Viking. In a few months, you'll be a Carolina Panther. Like what would you have told me? Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't know. It it does happen fast. Um, you know, I I went ten years without ever hitting free agency, so um, it was an absolute wild process. Um, you know, I think I think God really put me here for a reason, and my family here, because uh, we we couldn't be more excited to be here. You know, I mean, of of obviously we wanted to finish our career in Minnesota, and 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 be in Minnesota our entire our entire lives. Um, but you know, that just wasn't, that wasn't in the, in the plan. And, and I, if that wasn't going to be the case, this is the next best thing, you know, just the staff that is here, the people that are here in this locker room. Um, you know, I've had, I've had more fun really, you know, than I've ever had in my career, just, just kind of meeting new people, um, kind of getting to uh, learn a new culture and, and a new city and, uh, a new organization that is just full of really good people. So I'm very thankful that of, of all places I could have landed, I landed here. I mean, I suppose it's new for everyone, though, right? So, like, you're learning, but so is everybody else. I mean, new coaching staff, you got a new starting quarterback, you've got a new starting running back. Like, I would think the newness is just about for everybody in that locker room. Yeah, and that and that that definitely helps, um, you know, um, just having everybody kind of going through it together. You know, it's not like I'm just kind of a, a new face when all, all the coaches and all the players and, and kind of the organization kind of already know each other. Well, there's been a lot of change here. And so, you know, everyone's kind of going through it together, which has been which been made that transition a lot easier uh, for my family. So I'm um, just so excited for for what the future holds and uh, just trying to take it one day at a time right now. What was it like that first, you know, foray into into free agency? We never really had that opportunity. You know, you waited a little bit. You took the one visit to Carolina, ultimately signed there. But like, what was that process like with, I presume, multiple teams reaching out? 
Yeah, it was wild. Well, you know, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen in Minnesota. And, and then when that kind of decision was made, um, it was kind of like, you know, right before free agency. So then you're kind of like, okay, what teams would I like to play for? You know, what, what are the different offensive schemes? You know, what, what, what's some of these teams? Are they, do they have a good defense? Do they have, um, do they have a good organization? Um, so you're kind of just trying to put a, together a list of teams that you'd even be kind of interested in. And then you kind of let the process play out, which I'm not a very patient person. And I was and I was kind of forced to be uh, patient. And uh, with that being said, there was just so much change as the process went on. You know, if you would ask me early in free agency, I said I probably would end up in this place. And then, you know, as it went on, I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to end up here. And then, you know, by the end of it, obviously, it was very clear where where the best fit for me and my family was. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely a wild process. And then it's like. You turn around and it's like a week later, you got to find a house and you got to find a school for the kids. And um, and you're just kind of learn a new city. And then a week after that, you're you're in OTAs and like, you know, with a new coach, we had practices like full on practices last week. Uh, so it, it it all happened so fast, which um, it almost feels like I came out of college again and I'm I'm uh, just trying to make a team again, which is which is really cool and refreshing for me. So fresh off the draft. So the Vikings essentially draft a receiver, right, to replace you, right? With their first pick, they could have gone any number of directions. They take a wide receiver. What was your reaction to that? Yeah, you know, it's, it was definitely an interesting, probably the most excited uh, I've ever been for a draft, you know, just having the number one overall pick here. And then and then also just kind of watching um, for my former teammates and coaches, just seeing what they do over in, in Minnesota. And um, you know, my reaction was, I, I know he's a really good football player. So, um, and I know, I know how excited KO was, uh, to draft him. Uh, my other reaction was like, man, I feel, feel bad for some of the guys that are, that are over there because I have so much respect. And I think that there's guys already there to replace me. Um, there, there's guys that, that are, are just as good, if not better than me, um, that are already on that roster. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, but I know I have a lot of confidence in some of those guys that are there um, and, and that they'll have big years and, and, and it'll be, uh, they, they'll, they'll forget, about, forget about me pretty quickly there because um, I, know, I know that they're so talented. I don't know if they'll forget about you very quickly, but I think one of those guys you're alluding to is K.J. Osborne. So there was a fan recently, I think it was Twitter, I don't know, somewhere on social media, I think Twitter, where K.J. then went back and forth with the fan or you know had a rebuttal to the fan, then you hopped in defending KJ why was that important to defend KJ in that moment I think because people don't realize how how talented he is and how good of a player is and 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 ultimately how hard he works I've never seen somebody grow so much as a player as KJ has over the last few years and um and then the type of teammate he's been um the big plays he's made game in and game out in big situations um I just don't think you can find that type of receiver whether it be in the first round or undrafted I just don't think it's easy to find a guy that can do so many different things to do it so well at a high level in big situations and not only that be a a phenomenal teammate probably one of the best teammates you can find out there and uh as a coach I mean there's no one else you'd want to coach other than KJ just because of the fact um that he's such a hard worker he puts his head down he grinds he doesn't care what's uh the situation is he just kind of shows up every day and 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 busts his butt and makes plays so if I'm a head coach and I'm building my team. I want KJ on my team. But I suppose you could say all those things about Justin Jefferson, right? I mean, 
Can you imagine the contract he's about to sign, whether it's in a couple weeks or a couple months? I mean, at some point, I mean, don't you think he'll become the highest paid receiver in the game? Yeah, I think sometimes when you in this league, when you see guys sign a, a big deal, you're like, wow, you know, he's a really good football player. But, you know, that's that's a lot for a team to take on. I think whatever Justin gets, um, it's, it's worth it as a team. Um, I think I don't think you can pay him too much. Um, what he means to a team. I mean, you could essentially have erased um, a lot of the guys off the field and just let Justin go out there and he was going to make plays and, and help your team win the game. Um, and when you have find a player like that, that's one in a one in a billion. You know, that's a that's one once in a lifetime to find a player like that. Um, so when you find a guy like that, you keep them, you know, as uh, as I was leaving uh, Minnesota and, and, you know, talking to the Wilfs, uh, I, I made sure they knew and, and they obviously already know that. But uh, you got to find a way to keep that guy forever because he's a special player, and a special person. Did you tell the Wilfs the same thing about Kirk? I mean, Kirk wants to finish his career with the Vikings, but he's in the final year of his contract. Yeah, you know, I think I think he's another guy that that people just don't understand how much he means to that organization, um, and that's from a on the field performance. That's from off the field as a leader. Um, that's from a guy who absolutely I've never seen just comes to work, doesn't care what people say about him or think about him, and just busts his tail. Um, there's no one more prepared in the entire NFL than that guy. And uh, again, that's a that's a guy you want to build a team around. Adam, this was fun. I can go back and forth all day, but I won't steal too much of your time. We'll be sure to check out. Heck, I'm biased toward any Minnesota company, but love my hot dogs. I'm telling you, my kids in particular, my eight-year-old for sure loves the hot dogs. So we'll continue to check out Ambassador Hot Dogs. Yeah, go to uh, Cub Foods and uh, they got them there. So if you're in Minnesota, go grab them. I know it's it's definitely uh, grilling season is going to be here soon, I promise you. <laughs> So get ready, and uh, uh, I'll be I'll be joining you, uh, especially uh, when I get back to Minnesota. Absolutely, and Target for sure too. Like that's where I do my grocery shopping. I know Target has them, so they're readily available. That I know. Yep, you can definitely find them in Minnesota. So if you don't live in Minnesota, go to Minnesota, get some, and then bring them back uh, wherever you are. So, um, but I appreciate you. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. I did find it interesting. It wasn't shocking, but how much of a roller coaster free agency was. Like, I just don't think really early in free agency, he thought, yeah, I'm going to end up with the Carolina Panthers. But like even talking to him a little bit off mic, like I just, I sensed he's really, really excited by this opportunity. Heck, that division is wide open. Like who is the favorite in that division? Saints, Panthers, you've got the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Like who do you really love in that division now does Andy Dalton start week one or is it Bryce Young they bring in Miles Sanders I think Frank Reich can coach I really do like I don't think that was a failure of a run with the Indianapolis Colts so I think Carolina is building something maybe they're a year away but hey maybe by 2024 they are a legit especially if Bryce Young is as good as many people think you know maybe Adam can be a part of something really really special Adam's replacement in many ways, not always, right? K.J. Osborne is in some ways, but in many ways is Jordan Addison, who the Vikings took in the first round. 
Dennis Simmons is USC's wide receivers coach and assistant head coach. Not only was I able to hit him on Jordan Addison, but I hit him on the Vikings' second pick, the defensive back, Makai Blackman. I think Makai Blackman is going to start games this year for the Vikings. Maybe not week one. Maybe it's more like week 10, week 12. But I think Makai Blackman is going to play a lot for the Vikings later this year. So I caught up with Dennis to pick his brain on new Vikings Jordan Addison and Makai Blackman. Coach, I appreciate you doing this. You certainly can offer all sorts of great insight, things we don't know about Jordan Addison, about Makai Blackman. Let's start with Jordan. What kind of player are the Vikings getting? And you're getting a playmaker. You're getting a guy that could, uh, could change the game uh, from the inside and or the outside, depending on how they uh, see fit and want to line him up. Uh, you're getting a smart guy. So, I mean, he's going to be able to walk in day one and understand and, and be able to comprehend your your playbook. You're getting a guy that can, uh, you know, and his route running abilities can, you know, manipulate uh, DBs with uh, the way he's able to stem and, and work releases. I mean, so you're getting an all-around uh, complete receiver. Was the transition from Pittsburgh to joining you guys at USC, was it pretty seamless? Which makes me wonder, maybe this transition from USC to the Vikings can be pretty seamless? You know, it wasn't hard for him because he he came in it with the right mentality, the right attitude, and, I mean, he worked. I mean, you know, from the day that he got there, he was in my office, at, you know, at 7 o'clock every morning with his notepad ready to go and ready to learn. And, you know, you give him stuff to, hey, you know, look over this and, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get back up tomorrow and, and, and kind of go over it. And by the time we, we get back together, you know, he would have it down. And, you know, he'd be asking me or texting me questions periodically through the evening and various stuff. So, I mean, you're getting a very self-motivated uh, young man. Are the Vikings getting a better player or better person? You know, I would argue that they're probably getting a better person, uh, and that's not to take anything away from his playmaking ability. But, I mean, he's not that type of dude that, you know, you know especially in coaching the receiver position. And, and when he came in, you know, with highly decorated as he was, you know, I didn't know Jordan from, uh, from Adams. So I was, you know, wondering what type of person that I was going to get. And, you know, when he came in here, you know, his biggest thing was he wanted to be a part of the team. He wanted to be a, a, around the guys and wanted to fit in the locker room. And that was one of the first questions that he asked me about, uh, you know, when we finally met each other, when he got on this visit, you know, hey, do the guys know that I'm coming or I want to come? And, you know, what are their thoughts? So, I mean, I think he's getting you're getting a, a, a guy that understands football, but also is not one of those guys that's it's all got to be all about me. So, I mean, I think, you know, both sides are, are, are getting the biggest bang for their buck. Uh, you know, obviously you got Jefferson there and, and he's been able to establish himself and do some great things in NFL. And, you know, with a guy like Jordan coming in with them, I mean, it's, you know, they're going to complement each other very well. Is he still getting close to his ceiling or hasn't touched his ceiling? Maybe is the better way to put it, Coach, where – you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like in high school, you probably know a little bit of his background. I mean, he played some option quarterback, played some cornerback. Didn't Notre Dame recruit him as a cornerback, but he gets to Pittsburgh, learns the receiver position, played some receiver in high school. But like he hasn't played a ton of receivers. So like I'm thinking like there's still so much more for him to learn. There's a ceiling that he can still touch. Well, you know, I'm one of those people, uh, you know, of the nature that, you know, that ceiling is only high as, as you're going to allow it to become. So, I mean, to answer that question, is he getting close to it? No, I don't, because like I said, I think he, you're, you're getting in him a, a guy that's a young man that's determined. 
And, you know, he has a, a, a standard and a level of, of, of play that he has set for himself. So, I mean, I think he's going to do everything that he can to, to play up to that and, you know, whatever the expectations of, of him uh, coming in the, in, the, in the door, I think he'll, he'll well exceed them. So expound on his skill set. So he can play inside, he can play outside? Yes, yes. I mean, you know, mostly at Pitt, they played him a lot in the slot. Now, you know, when he came to us, we moved him on the outside. We played him on the right side. We played him on the, on the left side. We actually put him in the backfield a couple of times and let him, uh, you know, run some routes from there as well. So, I mean, you know, he he will be able to line up wherever they, they see fit for him and need him to in their scheme. And you like this fit a lot. I mean, you touched on, you know, being here with Justin Jefferson, but I'm sure you followed his pre-draft happenings, his visits, the teams that were interested. Do you really like this fit here in Minnesota? Yeah, I think it's a, a great fit for him. Uh, you know, and I think, you know, it's a, a, a fit where, you know, he's going to be able to come in there and, and like I said, exceed all expectations. Yeah, I mean, heck, I look forward to connecting with him with the rookie minicamp in a couple of weeks. They introduced him to us on Friday, but we'll see him on the field here in a couple of weeks. As we get to know him, what will surprise us about Jordan? Well, as you get to know him, Jordan is really quiet. Uh, so, I mean, his game, game day and game, the emotion that he plays with in a game, you know, for guys that are around him on a day-to-day basis is going to seem going to seem a little bit surprising to you because you're going to used to uh, see this very soft, uh, this very reserved, uh, soft-spoken type young man. And when he's out there, it's almost like, you know, the, he, he his alter ego kicks in. Is he ranked right up there? I mean, you've coached many special wide receivers over the years. I think about the guys at Oklahoma in particular, right? C.D. Lamb, Hollywood Brown. Like, when you think about Jordan, is he right up there with those guys? Yeah, I mean, you know, I would say, you know, he – he has some of that that elusiveness uh, down the field uh, catch radius as a you know a D.D. Westbrook, uh, but he get in and out of his break like like he's. Uh, so I mean, like I said, you're getting a complete you're getting a, you're getting a complete package uh, day one when he arrives there. Before I throw you a Blackman question or two, what else is important for us to know about Jordan? Anything we didn't touch on? No, I mean, like I said, he's a, a very you know, low maintenance, low key type guy. So, I mean, you know, I think, you know, as you get to know him and and, and be around him, he's a very likable uh, young man. And so I think that's going to be one of the things that's going to be going to be a, a, a shock, you know, kind of in today's, you know, era of football, you expect these guys to come in or you expect these guys to, you know, have such a high ego and he's, he's totally opposite of that. Take me through some of those practice battles, Blackman against Addison. Well, Blackman would say, I'm, "I'm fudging this a little bit," but you know he would get away with some holes at times. Uh, but they made each other better. Uh, you know it was it was funny because like whether Jordan was on the right side or the left side, he always Makai always wanted to line up over there and, and go against him. And you know there were some there were some days that you know Makai would, would 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 come out on top on some things, but you know there were some days where Jordan would be Jordan. So it was it was good healthy competition. I mean, I think both of those guys, you know, are probably equally as happy, if not happier, for the other one, and for them to you know to be able to link up and and, and further play their 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 career together on the next level. I think it's pretty awesome. How good is Makai? He's a lot better than what people 
than what people are going to give them credit for. I mean, when you talk about somebody that's technically sound uh, as far as a defender, uh, understanding how to get away with those incidental tugs and just, you know, all out competitor, you're talking about you're talking about black. And some toughness like he loves to tackle, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's not going to shy away from contact. Like I said, you, you talk about somebody that's competitive, you know. There was a reason, you know, if if Jordan was considered one of the best in the country, there was a reason why he wanted to line up against him day in and day out. And, I mean, you know, he, he has, you know, what all great DBs have, you know, that, that short-term memory where you, 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 you line up, whether win, lose, and be able to play the next play. Is he one that probably has a chip on his shoulder that he fell all the way to the 102nd pick? Oh, 100%, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, were you surprised by that, that he fell all the way to the end of the third round? You know, no, because having been in the game for enough, uh, a number of years, you kind of learn that, you know, it's so subjective uh, when, you, when you're dealing with the draft. And, you know, it's not based on what a, a certain young man's talent is. It's based on what that team needs. And, you know, sometimes you fall victim to that. And I think, you know, in his case, he may have been one of those, uh, you know. I do think that, you know, that edge, even that he, he, he had when he came to, to us at SC, he'll continue to, to have that and carry it along in the league. And, and at the end of the day, it'll help him be, become the, the, uh, a better player and the player that he wants to be because he's going to continue to use that as, as, as a part of his field. I'll leave you with this. Just like I asked you on Jordan, anything about Makai that we didn't touch on, Coach, that's important for us to know? Ah. Uh... No, I think as you as you as you as you get around him, you know he's going to be he's uh, he's he's faster than what people give him credit for. So there's going to be some time, especially if you guys are able to be out there and watch practice, where you'll think, ah, oh, well, he's beat on that, and you know he's got he's got a, a little bit better makeup recovery speed than what most people give him credit for. Coach, thank you so much. I know how busy it is right now with recruiting and everything, so thank you for making the time to do this. No problem. That was fun with Dennis, his background. He was at Oklahoma, so he coached C.D. Lamb, Hollywood Brown. He mentioned D.D. Westbrook, so he has coached a lot of good receivers. He puts Jordan Addison right near the top. All right, we wrap up Scoop Podcast episode 414 with my recent conversation with new Colts running back from Maple Grove High School and the University of Northwestern. He was a recent fifth-round pick of Indianapolis. It is Evan. Paul. Evan will go myriad directions, but you're an Indianapolis Colt. Your thoughts? Yes, sir. Um, all glory to God, uh, first and foremost. Um, he's the one who really, you know, gave me the opportunity to do this. And so um, I'm just grateful. I feel incredibly blessed, and I'm just, I'm just ready to go to work. Take me back to that moment on Saturday when the phone rings, presumably a 317 area code, that yep. you knew you would be a Colt. Yep, yep. Indianapolis area code. Um, you know, I got the call. I was actually making some toast. Uh, and so I just gotten up, left the toast there, uh, got the call. Um, I remember I was just shaking. Um, and honestly, I like <laughs> couldn't even hear what was going on. I just heard Indianapolis Colts. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm ready to go to work. Um, you know, talk to the GM, head coach, um, owner. Um, and to get off the phone and just celebrate it with my family. Uh, it was an incredible experience, an incredible moment, um, and the start of something beautiful. 
on the start of something beautiful. How much now is where the real work begins? A lot of work pre-draft process, but in many ways, it's going to be harder to maintain your job than to get a job. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Like, everything goes up a notch because this is my job now. It's always been my job. I've always treated it like my job, but now I actually get paid for it, um, so to speak. And so um, 100% of my time now is is to football. Um, and I, I'm I'm really excited about that, honestly, because... Um, you know, I'm not worried about school anymore or, any, or anything like that. So I can devote 100% of my attention to, to becoming the best football player I can possibly be um, and to continue to chase my legacy, continue to chase greatness every single day. And I'm very excited about that. So everything that took place Saturday, was it you thought how it would be or did it even exceed the expectations? I think it exceeded my expectations for sure. I mean, I didn't come in with like a ton of high expectations because who knows what, what can happen on draft day. Um, and that's why coaches are always like, uh, we like you, but you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? They, even the people in the building don't know what's going to happen. And so, um, I'm just very blessed to be able to say that I got drafted. Um, you know, I'm the first, uh, football player from Maple Grove to be drafted into the NFL. And that's, um, it's really a blessing to say that. And so, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for sure. Was there a surprise it was the Colts? Like, how much pre-draft dialogue did you have with them? Uh, a good amount. A good amount, I would say. Um, I, a little bit surprised, though, just because, like, it's, it, I mean, it, it's hard to tell just how interested teams are in you. Um, your agent will probably have a little bit a better idea than, than you might um, as a player. But um, I know we, I had a really good conversation with Coach Smith at the Combine. I talked to the special teams coach. I knew they were interested in me just from that. Like, the day they'd have me connect with the special teams coach. Um, and then we hopped on Zoom very quickly after my pro day. Um, and that was a really good Zoom call, too. We hit it off right away. And so, I mean, I know there was interest there, but you never know how much until, until you get the phone call. Seems like it's a great opportunity. Like, not only are you starting from scratch, everybody in that locker room is starting from scratch. New coaching staff, just it seems like... Like, I, I don't know. You tell me. But I just I think it's a wonderful opportunity. Absolutely. New beginnings. New beginnings. And that's exciting in itself because you get to uh, redefine yourself. You get to reinvent yourself. Um, and that's what I am really excited about doing for myself as well. Um, redefining myself, like what it means to be a professional football player, um, how I carry myself and um, how I go about business from here on out. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure that's going to be the same thing in the locker room as far as the culture and things like that. We're all going to be chasing um, redefining what what our legacy is and um, what it means to be, you know, an Indianapolis Colt. So I'm very excited about that. How cool will it be to learn from Jonathan Taylor, one of the best backs in the game? And I've been watching him since since high school, um, since he was at Wisconsin. Um, you know, always wanted to be a Big Ten back, and so um, he's somebody I look to constantly. And even in college, uh, when he first, you know, started making noise in the league, um, he's somebody that I studied. Um, and so just to be able to be in the same room as him and, and learn from him directly, um, as far as his process, his routine, somebody that's been doing it at a high level, um, right from the jump, like I want to become a vet as quickly as possible. And, um, to have it, an example in front of me, um, is really like, I feel like God really put me there for a reason. Um, and I feel like he's part of that reason. So I'm excited to get to work with him. Thinking of your skill set, I'm thinking of Coach Dykin. He comes from Philly. Miles Sanders was throwing the ball a lot. I mean, they passed to their backs in Philly. Sure. Then I think about, like, Naheem Hines gets traded by the Colts to the GM. That front office likes having a back that can catch the ball. Like, to me, like, again, Definitely. really good opportunity. Absolutely. I'm very excited about that, just to be utilized in a bunch of different ways, especially in ways that are um, comparable to my skill set. And so 
um, excited to, to just get out there and, and show what I can do and, and be utilized. Have you had a chance the last 24 to 48 hours just to reflect on this entire journey? A little bit, uh, but it's going quick. You know what I mean? We got, we got mini camp coming up and things like that. Um, honestly, the biggest, the best thing for me to do is just to just get back to work. Honestly, like that's, that's really what, what's good for my mind and good for my process is just to get back into here, um, and, and keep, keep plugging away at what I need to do to get better. Um, and that's really how I let things settle in for me. But I think it'll really hit me when I walk into that facility for the first time. I had a chance to catch up with Evan before he took off for Indianapolis. The Colts wrapping up their rookie minicamp this weekend. Evan, in fact, it's, you know, it's all slotted. But he did sign officially his rookie contract. I can't wait to see how the Colts use Evan Hall. I mean, heck, he went in front of a bunch of good running backs. So really happy for a really good young man. All right, we are done here on Scoop Podcast episode 414. Always appreciate you listening. Stay safe. Stay sane.